You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round Table. Come take a look at the crowd, baby. Go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Monday. Dennis is here with me, and we are going to be talking about some dynasty quarterbacks and the rest of the latest news in the league. But before we jump in, Dennis, how was your weekend? Man, my weekend was something. Uh I am, uh, I'm no Bob Vila, that's for sure. I'm trying to uh, patch a couple holes in my wall. Had to cut one hole bigger to patch the other hole behind it. Uh, Took a jigsaw to the index finger. Ended up with seven stitches and a hairline fracture at the bone at the end of my right index finger. You haven't lived until you've gotten a numbing shot directly into an open wound. Let me tell you. Something to look forward to, I guess, uh, for the people that are going to be out there getting an open wound. I, I highly recommend not doing it, but. Well, speaking of a uh, numbing shot into an open wound, the Chiefs uh, named their offensive coordinator. And guess what? It's Matt Nagy. I mean, did that surprise anybody? I mean. No. Mildly, would you say his Chicago teams had much in the way of offense? But the offense in Kansas City is Andy Reid. He calls the plays. He works with the coordinator to do install. It seems almost like the offensive coordinator uh, in Kansas City is a research assistant. 
is kind of what it, it, it looks like. You know, it, it was so hard for Eric Bieniemy to get what felt like a legitimate shot at a head coaching gig. And, you know, they always found excuses to, to not let him to, to the point where he had to go somewhere else. He had to take a lateral move with the hopes that he can do well in Washington and end up getting a head coaching job. Now, others have came out from under the reed tree without play calling experience or they've gotten play calling experience somewhere else. I don't know. Nagy's Chicago offenses weren't great. You know, I mean, I guess the first year with Mitch Trubisky was okay, but it was kind of all downhill from there once he started getting his own players in there. Um, I don't expect a whole lot to change in Kansas City. It's going to be Andy Reid directing the show um, with input from Nagy when, you know, he'll he'll do his research, share it with Andy. Uh, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes and uh, whoever the new wide receiver is going to be. Yeah, the the more exciting thing I think for me was uh, seeing Alex Smith is going back as the quarterbacks coach. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I, I guess they just announced that today. I thought that'd be kind of fun because he was obviously there during Mahomes' uh, rookie year. So, I mean, so I mean, like, be so being Patrick Mahomes' quarterback coach kind of reminds me of uh, let's see Adam Gase being Peyton Manning's quarterback coach. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett being um, uh, Aaron Rodgers quarterback coach. I, I hope that it doesn't turn out that way. Maybe Smith has uh, great intentions of becoming a head coach and stuff, but we've seen people come in and be the quarterback coach for these quarterbacks with a long history that basically do things their own way. And the quarterback coach gets a shot somewhere. And, and uh, I don't know, it, it could be good. I like Alex Smith a lot better because I'm more familiar with him than I was that, with Adam Gase or maybe Nathaniel Hackett uh, because he did play in the NFL at a high level. Um, but playing at a high level doesn't always mean you're going to be a good coach. So true. Uh, second piece of news, uh, the Bears have seemed to be reports they are leaning toward moving the top pick. Does this kind of end the talk for you that uh, they're going to trade Justin Fields this offseason? I, I never really took the they're going to trade Justin Fields this offseason talk very seriously. But I also never say never. I mean, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, we'll give you 4x, for the first pick, or we'll give you five X for your current quarterback. Some teams are going to say, well, I'm going to take the five X because it's the better value deal. And we still have pick number one and we can go get the, who we think is the best quarterback in this draft. And we have all of this other capital or assets to go with that. I've always felt like it was going to be trade the pick, but they also, because they don't have a need at quarterback, there's going to be teams that unless they aren't satisfied with the ability to take whichever quarterback is left, may not, you know, if, if I'm sitting and I'm like, well, if I can go to three and I can get whoever's left over of Stroud or Young instead of going all the way up to one, Chicago isn't going to take a quarterback. So why, 
it, so the, the trade market could end up getting kind of wonky. I think in the end, we see it all the time. There's going to be a team that says, no, I'm going to go get my guy. And so that means I've got to get to one where I have a choice. I can guarantee nobody else can leak me. Um, you know, we'll see. We're going to see teams leaking um, scenarios. Hey, it's, uh, you know, Chicago. And the team leaking scenarios is going to be Chicago. Oh, well, this team is offering X. But I know this other team wants this. Now it's like, oh, well, this team is offering Y. You know, they're going to – stuff is going to come out. Whether it's true or not, silly season is getting ready to fire up. So I'm looking forward to see what kind of offers they get. Yeah, I I never thought they were really going to deal – fields either and i think this is the best possible move for chicago get as much back as you can because let's face it beyond the fact they have fields they have a lot of holes in a lot of other places on offense and defense this could be a big off season for chicago uh the other bit of news today carson wentz released uh by the commanders didn't really work out for him. You know, he kind of flamed out in Philly, went to Indianapolis, got traded after flaming out there. Doesn't really work for the commanders. What is next for Carson Wentz? XFL, USFL. I don't know. I, I mean, we saw Geno Smith take a long trek as a backup quarterback and end up, uh, you know, in his 30s as a viable starter. It's got to be humbling for Wentz to get bounced around these last three or four years and basically really, really kind of stink to join up. He's going to have to go do some significant work to rehab his image, go in somewhere. You know, maybe he's the next Charlie Whitehurst and he turns into clipboard Jesus. And, you know, that's just what the rest of his career is going to be. You know, it could be two years. It could be 10 years of backing somebody up. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be able to rehab his image to the point where he's being brought in to compete for a starting job, though. He's, what, 28 years old, 29 years old now. He's pushing 30. Uh, I, I think teams are looking at it and going, you know, he's really not performed in his last three stops. And it's time to sort of pull back. He's going to get it. He'll probably get a, a, a low deal to be a backup somewhere uh, with a team that hopes they can give him enough opportunity to be able to uh, get his head right and maybe find some of that magic from early in his career if they need to stick him in their starting lineup. You know, there, there's a, a bottom third of the NFL that has quarterback issues. And while I don't think anybody's going to see Wentz as the answer, somebody might see him as an option. Yeah, I didn't think he was as bad as all the blame he got in Indianapolis where he got injured and they had some other problems. But it did not look good at all in Washington. And when they put him back in at the end of the season, he pretty well killed their playoff hopes. I think his best option is probably to be a backup somewhere. It's hard to believe somebody's going to go if he went somewhere where he had a chance to compete to start it's going to be on a team where they pick up another one of these veterans or they take a young rookie and they might be looking for a like Mitch Trubisky to start three games before we throw him out there 
Well, maybe maybe we end up seeing uh, Darnold, Wentz, and Baker all on the same team and that draft class fighting it out. Maybe they rotate. They aren't the same draft class. Um, Wentz was a year before. Gotcha. Uh, he's the same draft class as Goff. Uh, but, boy, wouldn't that be murderous row? I think the one right. you're looking for is uh, Baker, Darnold, and Sam Rosen ending uh. up in the – or Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yeah. See, he's so good, I forgot what his first name is. All I know is uh, Paxton Lynch has set some kind of uh, ultimate record. Now, it couldn't have been Josh Rosen because Josh, wasn't Josh a number one pick, or did he go two? No, Baker was one. Josh Rosen was oh, okay. number 10 to the Cardinals. Gotcha. Baker was one. Darnold was two. Uh, Josh Allen was seven. Lamar Jackson was 32, but Josh Rosen was 10, and he famously had that list of all the nine teams that passed on him that uh, he should probably send a congratulations note to. Right. Um, well, we're going to keep the quarterback train going, and uh, Dennis and I are going to start looking at dynasty quarterbacks because, you know what, it's uh, dynasty startup season, and it's also uh, pretty close, going to be free agent season. We're going to look at our dynasty ranks and positions. Today we're going to do quarterbacks going 24 to 11. We'll hit the top 10 on Friday when Matt will be back with us, and I presume he will have his own top 10. Uh, but, Dennis, I figured I'll let you kick it off. Why don't we do three at a time? So give me your 24, 23, and 22. Well, I'm going to throw an extra one in because my 24 is really a tie. I have Brock Purdy and Trey Lance um, at 24 because I just I'm not sure who it's going to be. I keep I feel like to me they want to give Lance every opportunity because of his draft status, and Purdy just seems to be going in there and taking the job. So, but he's coming off an injury, and, and so I feel like I, I feel like they deserve to be back to back until we get some clarity in that situation. I have Geno Smith at 23 uh, and Aaron Rodgers at 22. Now, because it is dynasty, I struggled with Rodgers because I do think he's going to play, and I think he's going to probably play at least two more years. And, you know, if you're thinking dynasty in a three-year window, I know quarterbacks usually have a longer shelf than there, and I do I did having him below. And Gino, I really struggled with. I wanted to put him higher, but I heard that it's just kind of a one-year wonder bounce back. So he ended up down at 23 for me. Yeah, and I'm gonna say quarterback outside of like the top seven, which we'll be doing on Friday. I didn't feel incredible about anyone from like eight to 30. Um, you know, you could probably talk me into some things. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But my 24 was uh, the same as yours, Brock Purdy. Um, he looked really good. It's a real small sample size. The fact he hasn't gotten swelling down enough to have surgery is sort of concerning. The fact that Trey Lance uh, is there is concerning. Uh, the fact he was literally the last pick in the draft, hard to feel rock solid about that, but that's kind of where where quarterback is for me right now. Um, I have Aaron Rodgers at 23, and it's a lot of what you talked about. I do think he plays this year, 
but I'm not convinced he even plays two more years. It feels like the last three years, the big question has been whether he even wants to continue playing. Maybe he finds some spark, but to me, he's in that where Tom Brady's been the last couple of years. If you have him and you're a veteran contender, he's a guy you can plug in there and win some games. But to me, if you're rebuilding it all, you need to move Aaron Rodgers because it's like a one-year investment. You can probably get something back from him. I, you know, I don't feel great about long-term. Number 22 for me is Matthew Stafford. I love Stafford, but, you know, the injuries are starting to get worrying. He's another one where you started to hear rumors about will he keep going. It seems like all of that kind of core of the Rams Super Bowl winning team from the coach to Aaron Donald to Matthew Stafford are excited that they won a Super Bowl and are pretty content if they end up having to walk away. Stafford says he's going to come back to play. Um, he struggled with injuries the last couple of years. It finally took him out last year. I just don't know how much longer I have. You know, if I if you told me he was coming back in and he was healthy and he had a healthy offense around him, I still think he's a good producer, but I don't feel as good about the long-term value there. Um, I'll do my next three and then we'll alternate back to you. Uh, for me, 21, Kenny Pickett. Um, I liked the rookie season, but I'm not 100% uh, sold on Pickett yet. Um, you know, I need to see more. Number 20 for me, Mac Jones. Um, I'm encouraged that they actually went and got an offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. I hope he helps Mac Jones take a step forward because Mac Jones arguably looked like the best of the rookie quarterbacks in his rookie year but kind of settled back uh, last year. I really don't think he ever rises above being kind of a middling QB2. And then number 19 for me is Derek Carr. I like Carr's potential and his ceiling, but there are still a lot of unknowns for me, including where is he going to end up? How long is he going to end up there? So, Dennis, what are your next three? So coming in at 21 for me is Matthew Stafford. I share the same concerns. He's actually – I thought he was uh, about 34. He's actually 35. You know, he's had some back issues, so that's a little bit concerning. He's down here by Rodgers, um, really high performer, but getting older, having some injury issues. You know, they've got some, you know, Cup's coming back off of an injury. They're probably going to cut uh, uh, A-Rob, uh, Allen Robinson. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. You know, they've got a good, pretty good tight end. They need some help on their offensive line. Their their running game is okay. You know, they've got a guy in uh, Cam Akers that that has some potential now that he's back off his Achilles. We'll, we'll see if he can kind of keep moving that forward or they bring in uh, another veteran. Uh, at 20, I have Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Garoppolo, to me, he's, he's a guy that, has he flashes some moments, but he also makes some bonehead plays, like about one a game. He doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy in you know consecutive seasons. He's a free agent. He's probably going to go somewhere where he's gifted a starting job, but I don't know how good the team is going to be. There's a, you know there's some okay opportunities out there. You know Carolina with. DJ Moore and Frank Reich taking over. Um, Tampa with a, with a couple good wide receivers and Evans and Godwin, but some questions on the offensive line. That doesn't seem to set up well for Garoppolo. Uh, New Orleans, they seem to always be 
trying to compete and work in salary cap magic, but they've got some some issues. So I'm not sure where he actually ends up landing, but it feels like he'll he'll be gifted a, a starting job. But I just don't know that he's got much of a ceiling. Um, and then Mac Jones, let's see, wait, 24, 23, Stafford, Garoppolo. Yeah, 19. Oh, I, I have Mac Jones at 19. Um, I, I, you know, to me, this is kind of a make or break year for Jones. I feel like he can, he could potentially have a ceiling somewhere in that 12 to 16 range, more so than the, you know, 18 to 20 range. It just is going to depend on how things develop. Competitive, he showed last year uh, that he was competitive. He didn't, he, you know, he was, for lack of a better term, he was given given hell to his his coaches because he didn't feel like they were really putting the team in great positions. They're going to need to figure out what their wide receiver core is going to be. Jacoby Myers is a free agent. They can't draft a wide receiver to save their life. Um but they need to they and there's there's not any for them to sign. It's almost like we've got a, a couple of good wide receivers coming into the NFL this year. And it's almost like if, if New England drafts one, you you just like, oh, I'm gonna move them down at least a half a round, maybe a full the round. Nikhil Harry, the full Nikhil Harry treatment. My rookie draft, they're they're gonna drop like a rock. But you know, Bill O'Brien is back as the offensive coordinator, and I, I think he's well suited to a coordinator role. And so it'll be interesting to see what kind of position he can put Mac Jones in to make plays. I, I, I like Jones's spirit and I like his fire. And I do think he's, he's got a, you know, a high end QB two ceiling if he can continue to develop. Yeah. And you know what I, I find interesting? I think, um, I'll be curious when Matt comes in, you and I have the same 10 players in our top 10 in a little different order. We have pretty much the same players in this range too, just in a slightly different order, which kind of tells you either we're, uh, we're both in lockstep or we're both way off, way off base somewhere. Right. Um, why don't you do your next three? All right. So I've got Derek card 18. I kind of agree with what you said. It'll be interesting to see where he lands. Um, He's got the jump start on free agency with uh, the Raiders cutting him. I think he's still got some good games in him, some good good years in him. Um, there's to me that I get a little bit nervous about the Jets because they have kind of underperformed offensively, and it's convenient for us to find excuses. Uh, oh, it's the offensive line this year. Oh, it's the offensive coordinator this year or whatnot, but. You know, they've got some decent running backs. Garrett Wilson is, is really good. It wouldn't surprise me if Corey Davis gets cut. They've got some serviceable journeyman tight ends. Elijah Moore looked like he could be something as a rookie, struggled last year in the offense and butted heads with the offensive coordinator, wide receiver coach. I think I think we'll see him take a step. So they do have some potential. Um, Kenny Pickett at 17. I'm a little higher on Pickett uh, because he's going into his second year. I think he's locked into the job for the next two or three years. Uh, he's got some good weapons, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, and Najee Harris. I think they invest in the offensive line, whether it's through free agency, whether it's through the draft. 
that's really one the biggest weakness I see for uh, Pittsburgh on offense is improving that offensive line. Pickett's an okay quarterback as far as mobility goes. Seems to throw the ball well enough. It'll be nice to see him kind of take that next step in his development. Um, but I could see him and Mac Jones kind of being in the same range together uh, for the next six or seven years as, as young quarterbacks that that aren't elite passers and aren't mobile. So they they don't like they may have one or two top twelve seasons, but for the most part they're that high end QB two. Uh, and then it's 16, Russell Wilson. Um, and it's, I think Russell's going to bounce back this year. And I think he's still got a few good seasons left in him. I like Judy. I like Sutton. I like Dulcich. Um, if they can pull the offensive line together for Russ and, you know, Peyton is very experienced with short veteran quarterbacks. So it seems to make sense. Before I get to mine, thank you very much, uh, Peter. I can't take credit for this. This is the new shirt my wife picked out for me this weekend. So, you know, doing my best. Are you drunk again, Pete? <laughs> um, before I, I'm going to do my, my next three, uh, but I'm just going to start off by saying you and I have Russell Wilson in the exact same position at 16. Um, one of a couple where we are exactly in lockstep. And for me, it's this is a year where Russ could go either direction and you could convince me of either that he could bounce back into something of top 12 territory. I would believe that or that it's a disaster and they're going to be looking to do something else at quarterback by the end of the season. You could convince me of that too. I have a lot of questions about Denver. It's hard to know what their thoughts are with Javante Williams. If they're going to go get more running backs, they keep having rumors that they're looking to deal either Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton, which personally makes no sense to me but i guess we're just gonna have to ride it out and you know russell wilson we've we've seen consistent reports the last couple of years about some of his off the field stuff and his approach seemingly turning teammates off and yet we get teammates from his time at the seahawks and his time at denver defending him i just don't I just wanted to stop. I don't know where it's going. And for me, he was like almost impossible to rank, not only because of all that, but because of my personal affinity for the Broncos. So I I, I felt better to see that we both had him at the exact uh, same spot. Um, I'll go back. For me, 18, I had Jimmy G. I have, uh, you know, when he's there, he seems totally capable. Some of this might be landing spot. I you referenced the Jets for Carr. I actually think Carr ends up with the Jets. I think Jimmy G ends up in Tampa Bay, and I like the pieces that they potentially have around him. My biggest questions with Jimmy is always, how many games are we going to see? Because when he plays a full season, we've seen him be successful. He's not he's not flashy or spectacular, but he's a solid quarterback too. Uh, and I also personally like the value where you can get him right now. Nobody's really talking about him. He's kind of cheap. I actually found him on the waiver wire in one of my Superflex leagues, which shocked the heck out of me. I scooped him up because, you know, I think you're right. He's going to end up somewhere being a starter. My, you know, hopefully he can play a lot of games. And then number 17 for me was also a hard one to rank. It's Tua Tagovailoa. 
I like the talent, and we saw with this supporting cast, he was great when he was on the field. Those concussions really scare me. I don't think it was just conjecture that he considered whether or not he needed to end his football career. And honestly, despite all the pep talks that they're trying to give uh, to people out there, I'm not entirely convinced that we aren't one hit away from him being done. And from a dynasty perspective, that scares me a little bit with a, you know, I like the talent. I don't know. Um, I'll go ahead and do my, my next three at 15 for me. I have Geno Smith. Maybe I'm too high. I'm a, a lot higher than you. I think he ends up signing a two to three year deal. And in that two to three year window, I think he ends up being a solid QB two for the Seahawks. Um, I think he fits what they're trying to do. I think it works out well there. They have a good running back in Ken QB Walker. They have some good pieces. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details. Yeah, I mean, he was a top 10 uh, producer uh, in fantasy this year. I don't know if that's repeatable. Um, but I, you know, I think he could be upper half solid. Q- to me, that's 22 is more low end. You mean 23 more low end QB2? Um, next one, another tough one to, to rank for me. Number 14, I have Kyler Murray. I don't know how much we see him this season. The coach and GM that drafted him are gone. We don't know what the scheme exactly is going to be and the fit with what they're doing in Arizona. He's a player who has always had a lot of potential, but we've talked about a few times has yet to produce a 4,000-yard passing season, which, you know, is not the be-all, end-all, but is kind of an interesting metric. I don't know how great I feel about him playing long-term with the kind of beatings that he's taken, especially if he's not going to run. So I have a lot of questions around Kyler Murray right now, which is why I'm probably a little lower on him than some other people. And then uh, my last one, number 13, Jared Goff. I think he's in a good situation and uh, he looked good doing what they asked him to do. I think Detroit's in a position where they can put some more uh, great pieces around on defense and maybe a couple other pieces on offense. I'm excited to see a full season of Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamison Williams, not as excited as I know you are, but I'm excited about that. I hope they can bring back Jamal Williams or find another good complimentary battering Ram back. I liked what they were doing. Uh, in there and I liked Jared Goff's fit and I think he's actually been a 
sneaky, valuable QB2 starter. I have him in a couple of places where he's either my QB2 or my QB3 in Dynasty, and I feel pretty great about that right now, uh, which is not something I can always say about other people that are below him on this list. But I'll turn it over to you for your next group. So I, I have two at 15. I'm, I'm just slightly higher on him. Um, I do recognize that it is all about uh, the health and the concussions with Tua. And if, if he stays healthy, if he gets it right, you know, concussions are weird. He may never have another concussion as long as he plays. And his next hit might be the end of his NFL career. And we just don't know. And you have to be okay with that uncertainty. If I roster Tua, I'm trying to make sure I'm, I have three quarterbacks. Just because I know that the risk is there. I don't know what the levels are going to be, but I want to have three quarterbacks that I, I know that if I had if I lost him, I could start somebody in his place uh, and still go with two quarterbacks. Uh, then I have Jared Goff. I agree with you. I'm, I'm one spot lower on Goff than you. Um, his, his home road splits are a little bit concerning. Uh, he had that that kind of he, – he did not scoring as many fantasy points on the road. So he kind of settles in as, you know, an, an ideal quarterback in a three-quarterback build. So if you start to see, okay, that he's trending again where he's not playing well on the road against these types of defenses – if you've got another quarterback, you can sub in because when he's on, he's on. That offense is clicking with Brown and Swift. And, uh, you know, my concern with Jamal Williams is he, he's kind of had an every other year thing going. And, you know, he had a great year last year. And I don't know if he'll be able to repeat that kind of touchdown volume he had. But I like what Williams brought to the table for Detroit. And I don't know that DeAndre Swift is ever going to be what we all thought he could be, uh, whether it's because they don't believe he can handle the load or whether it's actually that he can't handle the load. Um, you know, one thing or another. Jamison Williams looked great, caught some deep passes. He's going to have to get out there. I, I do think they need to get a third receiver that's an upgrade over uh, Josh Reynolds. Reynolds, ideally, is kind of a wide receiver for for your team, but if you if you have uh, Jamison Williams, I'm on Ra St. Brown, and then you can bring somebody in that you can count on um, to be that that diff. You know, I think what they need is they need a they need a bulky wide receiver to kind of fill that that role. Uh, you know, the six three, two hundred and twenty five pound guy um, to come in and be the wide receiver three for them. I don't know if they get that, but I like what Goff is bringing to the table. And then at 13, I have Kirk Cousins. I debated. There's part of me that wanted to move Kirk higher. Um, you know, the, that Sean McVay tree offense that he's in now uh, seems like it's so, – he's got the best wide receiver in the game. K.J. Osborne and Adam Thielen are a really good – wide receiver two slash wide receiver three. TJ Hawkinson's it seems to be just an absolute beast in Minnesota. So as long as they can keep their offensive line uh, intact and, and maybe upgrade a little bit, the downside is their defense was so bad. Now that may be helpful for fantasy because then Kirk has to throw. They've got to score points to keep up. But it feels like bringing in Brian Flores, they're going to really work to upgrade that defense. And – 
you know, if you're going from 27 points a game, you need to win to 20 points a game that you need to win. That's not great for fantasy. So I like Kirk. Um, got him situated at QB 13. Yeah, he's – that feels like the right spot. Somewhere between QB 2, he has like some QB 1 upside. Um I'll let you finish your last two, and then I'll give my last two. So who's your 12 and who's your 11? So I have Daniel Jones at 12 and Kyler Murray at 11. Um, I think if Jones can stay in New York, you know, there's definitely some concerns uh, about the free agent quarterbacks and where they might go. Because we're looking at what Carr, Garoppolo, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, um, and then Lamar, who's uh, probably in our top 10. Um Daniel Jones looked really good. Had, had He played the best uh, he has in his career last season. I feel a lot better about him if he goes back to New York. New York adds another wide receiver to go with Isaiah Hodgins and uh, Wandale Robinson, Daniel Bellinger. Um, it seems like they're good. It, it feels like they're going to find a way to get Barkley and Jones back. I don't know, but it feels – it's just how it feels. Uh, I I like his mobility. He really cut down on his turnovers. You know, he's he's a, an athletic quarterback, and he's got a good arm. So as long as he limits the mistakes, he has a ton of potential. At 11, I got Kyler Murray, and, you know, kind I just – so I am not a Kyler Murray fan, but I also – recognize what he brings to the table with his mobility and you know he does score well for fantasy i just you know with the new offense coming off the injury i don't think he's you know i think he misses significant time this year coming back from the injury um and then when he does come back i think there may be some limitations on him from the mobility standpoint and we've seen him struggle with that but whether he's still in Arizona or whether he goes somewhere else, I think he's I think he's going to be productive for the next few seasons with the type of game that he plays. Uh, I don't know, like I, I haven't looked far enough ahead to see if he goes via free agency somewhere else or he gets cut where he might be the best fit because he's only ever been in Arizona with Cliff. Uh It'll be interesting to kind of see when we get to that crossroad what happens. Uh, you know, obviously, I feel like there's some rookies that are going to slot in ahead of him, which would push him out of the the top twelve for me. But as of right now, uh, not including rookies, I have him at QB eleven. Yeah, and we'll get to that uh, question because I have a couple questions for you before we get out of here. But my my last two, I have Kirk Cousins at twelve. Um, you know, I wrestle with it a little bit. Some of the same things that you've uh, talked about do, you know, I, I really feel like he's more of a top end QB too, but it just the way the dominoes fell, I have more questions about some of the other players. I basically know what I'm getting in Cousins and I know what's around him. And I think Minnesota did well record-wise last year, and they're making a concerted effort this offseason to try to 
uh, compete. Um, and I think that that's probably a promising sign NFL wise. I don't know if that hurts him a little bit fantasy, but I think he's a pretty steady producer and has been for the last few years with Minnesota. Number 11 for me is Daniel Jones. I like you think he's going back to New York. I like the fit with Brian Dable. I like that they kind of unleashed him as a rusher uh, and as a passer, it would be hard to imagine they have worse passing options uh, in terms of receivers than what they had this year. I think they're going to make a concerted effort there. I like that they brought back Isaiah Hodgins. I really thought they found something there. I like the potential of a young Daniel Bellinger. I am also with you. I think there's a better than 50% chance that Saquon's back. I think that they have the core of something that can be built around in New York. If they can keep those pieces and add a couple of things, I think there's some good potential. But I think it also speaks to the way I feel about our quarterback landscape right now. Like I said, after about the top seven, I start to have questions, even when we're up into the top 10 that we're going to look at on Friday. So I guess my first question for you before we get out of here, you referenced it a little bit. It sounds like you're leaning toward at least one, maybe two rookies slotting in um, to the top 12 uh, for you. But how do you feel about the rookies that are coming in? We, you know, we're, we're looking at veterans now, Pretty soon we'll we'll look at rookie rankings and then we'll kind of combine them. But how do you feel about some of the rookie quarterbacks coming up? Yeah, you know, I feel very good about C.J. Stroud. I feel real good about Bryce Young. Um, I'm getting – I'm warming up more to Anthony Richardson. I've been in the Dynasty Nerds film room and I've, I've watched some of his film. You know, Richardson needs to get more accurate, um, you know, his comp is somewhere in the Cam Newton, Josh Allen entering the league um, sort of a, a realm. You know, he's going to have to be more accurate than Cam was. And, and I don't know that he can get that. He's got a good, really good arm. And despite the, you know, the perception of him by some analysts that you know that's all he has is the strong arm. He, he makes some nice touch throws. Uh, so I'm not worried about him being able to kind of finesse some throws, but it all comes down to can he do, can he throw with power and and finesse with better accuracy? You know, he's, he's a great athlete. He's probably the best athlete of the guys entering uh, this quarterback class. So, you know, Richardson is just outside that, that top – Top 12 for me, top 10 for me. Um, Stroud, I think, is Stroud has a good arm. He's got good touch, good velocity, throws the ball well. He's very mobile in the pocket, doesn't look to run, can run a little bit. Bryce Young, um, really good arm, really accurate, really good in the pocket, good in the mental game. But he's small. I, you know, I think he's going to measure height-wise in the Russell Wilson range. But he, to me, he's he needs to. He, he I don't think he's going to be very heavy, and that's really, you know, he, he's listed at six foot one ninety four, and if he comes in at you know five ten and a half one eighty five, that that's a, a red flag for me. I, I get that you're. You're very mobile. You're you're accurate. You have a very high football IQ. Um, 
you know, he's, he would probably still be my QB too, even if that's where he checks in. Um, you know, Will Levis, I think, is a project uh, to an extent. He's got some real good traits, but he makes some really questionable throws and decisions. Um, mayonnaise in the coffee notwithstanding. Um, mayonnaise on anything is disgusting to me, so. I, I like I like Hendon Hooker a lot, mostly because I think he's going to be a value. I, I I know he's old. He's 25, um, and that's really a, a mark against him. When, when you come into the league at 25, you need to be ready to play. You need to be able to step in and run the offense. I feel like Hooker might be able to do that. I don't know what his ceiling is. Before his injury, you know, he was a very mobile guy, could run really well um, and pass the ball. Oh, but it's really super productive. And so, you know, when you're five years into your college career, uh, there's a question about how much are older and wiser. So that, that really has to play out. Um, you know, once we get past those top five guys, you know, there, there's, there's some work to be done to find the next <clears throat> Bailey Zappi or Brock Purdy. Um, I haven't really started that work too much, so that'll be something I get into a little further down down the road. I don't even think we anyone found Brock Purdy until like week sixteen of the regular season. Um, of the ones you mentioned, I feel like Stroud, Young, and probably Richardson will end up somewhere in in my post draft top twenty four, and I also feel like there's going to be free agency is going to have a big impact, especially on the grouping that we were talking about uh, today um, where that settles out for me somewhere in May and June. Uh, before we get out of here, my, my last question in this group that we looked at from 24 to 11, who is your biggest question mark? Probably, you know, probably Geno Smith. I know he, he performed really well last year, but, but man, he, he rode the pine for a long time for a reason. And I, I'm really nervous that it was just kind of that, you know, he's the Gary Barnage of quarterbacks. And I, I want him to be, he's got the weapons with Kenneth Walker, Fant and Disley. Deacon, he's got the weapons. They just added an offensive tackle last year. So it, it's all there for him. But there's a little, little tinge that's like, man, is it, it – it's it's like looking at Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee that won the Bolitnikoff, that, you know, his first two years in college was around 300 yards receiving. And then last year he blows up, wins the Bolitnikoff award, and it's like mm, – Fool me once. Okay, you're going to fool me again because, man, that was nice. Um, but I, I I get a little bit nervous. You know, other, two in the, the concussions is a wild card. I, I just, to me, it's, it's you, you have to manage, if you roster Tua, you have to manage your team with the understanding that he could be gone, that it could just end. Um the Brock Purdy Trey Lance offseason dance is going to be interesting because Purdy's not going to be healthy and Lance is. And, you know, we know that Trader spent a lot of draft capital on Lance. And while Shanahan 
isn't one necessarily to say, well, that's the draft capital is going to be the tiebreaker. It's all about production. And, you know, it, it, it's really interesting to me to, to watch that and see sort of how does it shake out there in San Francisco. Yeah, you touched on my biggest question mark is Tua because I was a big advocate that I thought he had top 12 potential last year and I consistently had him up in the top 12. I was excited about what Miami's doing. And when we saw him on the field with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, and um, occasionally remembering Mike Gusecki was on that team, it it worked. And he put up some, some great numbers, but I just have not been able to get past um, the concern for itself and the concern for him, you know, as a person, not as an NFL player. And that's why I, I have him in a weird middling rank. So uh, to me, he was probably the hardest because, you know, my heart based on his talent wants to put him up in the top 12. And if I knew he was 100% healthy and I didn't have to worry about anything, he'd probably be inside my top 10. But that worry, especially like when you're playing the long game, if I was in redraft, maybe I'm rolling the dice on that. But if you're playing the long game and you're committed to an asset that if it doesn't work out, you just essentially have a hole to fill, which is what happens in Dynasty. I, you know, as one who got bit by Michael Thomas on many, many, many teams, I know different kinds of injury, but sometimes when it goes – it goes and it leaves a giant void. And I think you bring up some sage advice. I actually, you'll laugh at this several places. I have too. I did try to hedge my bets and pick up Bridgewater last year, which did not benefit me in the slightest. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me to see Miami upgrade their backup quarterback position. Um, mm-hmm. I know they like Skylar Thompson. Teddy seemed like, Seemed, it seemed like a great Oh, move. it was a genius move until they had until to play he him. just couldn't stay healthy either. So I have a question for you. Yeah. So of the guys outside the top 24 on your list, who do you think has the best shot to to move into the top 24 and how high do you think they they could possibly get? Uh, for me, it's Trey Lance. Um, I've never been a big Lance believer, and I still am not. I have him currently at uh, 29. But for all the reasons you talked about, plus his raw physical skills, if he got in there and was able to stay healthy and was able to maximize on that potential, he probably does have some top 10 potential. You know, I have a guy you didn't even, you didn't even see fit to even include on your – Post 24. I haven't done all of my – I didn't drop I just put the next five. Right. I uh, So I think Andy Dalton, he's – you know, to me, he well, he's not flashy. He's not great. He doesn't elevate a team. But if you put him on a decent team, he usually plays pretty well. He's a guy I could see going to Tampa to pair with Kyle Trask because they – "Quote unquote," believe in Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask, yeah. You know, it's it's believe in Kyle Trask season. But, it's believe in Sam Howell season as well. <laughs> but Dalton is a guy that um, is he. You know, he doesn't have a lot of years left, but he's somebody that you can that'll come in at a cheap price that that you can put in a competition. 
that if you if you put him in a competition with Trask, he's going to win it. If you put him in a competition with Howell, he's probably going to win that one too. Sorry, Peter. Um, but I, I just it, – it's curious. I You know, is he going to make it to Q – you know, could he be a QB one if he's got Godwin and Evans? Maybe, but no. I, I certainly think if if Andy goes to Tampa, he could be a, a mid middle QB two fairly comfortably with that receiving core. If it makes you feel better, Peter, I have Sam Howell at twenty six, slightly ahead of Trey Lance. <laughs> well. It's been fun. Uh, on Friday, we will be looking at our top 10. Uh, Matt should be with us uh, as well. The Combine also kicks off. I believe it kicks off on Thursday, correct? Yeah, I think they start arriving <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday, weigh-ins, physicals, things like that. Then the, the, actual, uh, the actual performances start on Thursday. Thank you, Peter. And thank you for being a fan. Um yeah, so we will actually have had a, a couple of positional groups. I think it's mostly defense from what I saw that's going first, but we'll we'll talk about any things that wowed us on Thursday and Friday. But Dennis, if the people are at home tonight and they're just realizing that nine one one hasn't stopped its winter hiatus and they're just feeling lonely out there with nothing to watch, what can they do to fill that time? Well, they can go and they can download and subscribe to the Fantasy Football Roundtable. Give us a rating and a review. We love that stuff. Go go to the Campus to Canton YouTube channel, and you can actually watch our sparkling faces talk about these quarterbacks. Um, also, if you're not doing anything tomorrow night and you're a Nerd Herd member, you can sign up for the Dynasty Nerds uh, Nerd Herd with 15% off using code Roundtable. Um, Peter and I, Peter who's hopping in our comments, uh, 9 o'clock tomorrow doing a, a, a trade talk show, getting the, getting the Nerd Herd Discord Post your trade, and we'll talk about trades for an hour starting tomorrow at 9 o'clock. We're doing it every week now. I haven't told my wife yet. i got to break that news to her. <laughs> it is Dynasty trade season. you got to hop on there, give uh, Dennis and Peter a listen. Uh, until then, we will see you guys on Friday, and uh, hang in there. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn there.